Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Screw awards. I don't want no freaking award. <laughs> Welcome in. It is The Big Show. I'm Gordon Monson. Jake Scott's on vacation. Patrick Kinahan sitting in. We hope you're having a wonderful day today. Austin Horton, by the way, behind the glass producing this thing. This thing. What? Uh, you got any other good PK stuff that uh, we need to? Uh... Hours. Hours. <laughs> 18 friggin' years. You ought to. <laughs> got a whole uh, vault. Breaking news, man. Utah's football schedule is released. Yeah. And on Kyle's 61st birthday, bad news. What? He's going to Tempe and getting beat. <laughs> <laughs> November 21st. Ah. Next to last game. Nope. <laughs> he doesn't think so. Good old Kyle. They they finished their season, uh, their home season, November 14th against Oregon State. And then they finish on the road at ASU in Colorado. You know those... Uh... Those uh, too early, way too early rankings that come out like the day after the championship game is over. Stupido, they, but they, yeah. They have ASU uh, in the top, uh, I don't know where they were ranked, but it seems like it was like 17 or 18, something like that. Ahead uh, of the Utes. Uh, what? Ahead of the Utes. Oh, yeah. Well, let's see what this Bentley kid does in spring ball. I mean, uh, he could be really good and Utah could be really good. I mean, but he hasn't even, I assume he's here now, but I mean, he needs to get out in spring ball. We need to see him. We need to talk to people about him and see what they do. And it probably goes into training camp in August. But, yeah, I see no reason why they can't contend again. I mean, it won't be as dominant, I wouldn't think. But I think they can contend for next season. Can you explain to our listeners uh, how that went down? What went down? The, you know, Bentley transferring. Oh, I hate his name, though, because that was the name of my dog. And my dog just died. and makes me sad. But, uh, yeah, well, uh, Andy Ludwig had known of him in the SEC because Andy was at Vanderbilt. Sure. And his dad's a coach, actually coaching at South Carolina, I think the tight ends. So coaches know one another, and he looked at the situation and decided uh, I can come here. Bothers me a little bit that he didn't want to stay and compete there. Uh, but, you know, obviously they've got an opening with Tyler Huntley leaving. Uh, and that uh, Tyler Holinsky, the brother of the Washington State quarterback who took his own life, got some playing time last year as a freshman. So I guess they're going to go in that direction. And so this grad transfers there, and guys want to take advantage of it. Even if it necessarily isn't necess- the, totally the right thing to do, they still have that option. So you can come in here and compete. But Cam Rising isn't going to roll over. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you to speculate a little bit. Does this 
How does this happen? What are the nuts and bolts to it? Does Andy Ludwig place a call, or does the kid well they place see that the call? kid's now, name that would is be in a there. violation? Well, once the kid's name is in okay. there, then All you're right. you're free to go. So yeah, I'm sure. So you think he uh, and and they and Jason Shelley wasn't the answer. I mean, obviously they switched him before the season was out. So you're ending up with one scholarship quarterback because Drew Lisk, who was a walk on and a nice kid to have in your program, but Kyle had said that he's graduating and he may want to get on with his life. So that's dangerously thin to have a former walk-on and Cam Rising and a guy that you're obviously not sold in. You switched him to safety, so you need help there. But do you think that a kid is prompted to, to enter the transfer portal by contact prior to? Oh, I think that they know things are out there. What's What, uh, what are the possibilities? Sure. Yeah, so... But do you think there's? I mean, I I know it's hard to say, but uh, was there illegal contact? Yeah. Is that what you're getting yeah. at? I don't consider it illegal, so I would say uh, who cares? <laughs> I mean, well, the NCAA might. Oh, that's. I mean, he graduated. Uh, he put his name in there, and that's all you got to do. And then you, then you're you're a free agent. As these guys have said, this is free agent. Several of these coaches have said this is free agency in college football, and. And you know, I talked to Kyle about it, and he says, "Why not, man? Coaches can come and go as they want. Why can't players? I think they ought to just let them go and not even I'll get a get a one time you can transfer without even having to redshirt the next year within conference anywhere." Yeah, I agree with you. As a one time, I wouldn't go. You just keep hopping around, right. but you should, which I do. They they've done that in the uh, Olympic sports. You can get a one time. Uh, go wherever you want and and be okay. I, but I think these kids should be able to, if they think something is better out there, particularly at the quarterback spot where only one kid plays. You know, if you're a halfway decent tight end or fill in the blank position, you probably can get out on the field. You know, particularly you know if you if you wait a couple of years and build your body up and whatnot, you probably get out on the field. But a quarterback, you can be really good and only one guy plays. But the system has been built to favor the institutions instead of the Well, built originally, but I think we're seeing change as, as it comes about, for sure. This is one way. All for the better, yeah. in my opinion. Now, fans of certain schools might disagree with that because they want guys. I mean, if you're a fan of a team, you don't want the star quarterback transferring. Well, he's not going to. He's going. The star quarterback is going to be the star quarterback. No, I know. It's the, the backup. It, my point is that you know fans probably. Well, are. you don't want your backup because the chances of your starting quarterback going all twelve games are pretty slim. That's Patrick Kinahan. He's sitting in today for the vacationing Jake Scott and uh, Austin. We have Sam Amick at four o'clock today. Sammy so, A. Yeah, so we'll talk to him about. He's some, the great uh, Sam Amick. Who's he do? What's he do? Who's yeah, from the athletic. Athletic is. Yes. I mean, the guys move around a bunch. I mean, yeah. obviously, I know his name, but I didn't. I wasn't sure exactly what he was doing now. Yeah, he's terrific. He's really good. So we'll have. He's him. an NBA specialist. Yes, he is. And we'll have him uh, at four. So we'll look cool. forward to that. Yeah, and a lot uh, to talk about in the NBA for sure. Austin, so should we obey our own rules? And yeah, let's get do right it, to man. the split story. Okay, let's go stop one. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day 
on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hit it. And The Zone Sports Network. From Sports Illustrated, our friend Chris Maddox. I saw you tweeting about Joe Ingles. Will you talk about how he's playing right now, especially since moving into the starting lineup? He's been great. He's so reliable as a playmaker. And that's something that, with Conley out of the lineup, this team so desperately needs. Whether it's in transition, making the right pass, or just keeping the ball moving and getting that hockey assist. You can always rely on him to be that guy. Just the way this lineup shakes out, if you don't have that type of player, your offense is really going to stagnate. You're not going to be put up the type of numbers they've been putting up. So he's become an invaluable part of this team's lineup, even more so with the point guard situation like it is. There you heard the voice of Chris Mannix. The Jazz are on a roll right now, PK. And uh, I'll it's, roll, it's yeah. interesting to get your, what are they, 15 or 16? Uh, oh, this, man, it's unbelievable. Is, it's pretty it's pretty sweet. Yeah. The jazz, Life is uh, short, make it sweet. Uh, the Jazz are uh, actually living up to expectations now. That's the best start. By my, I went back and looked at it every year, and I if, I, the, if my math skills were okay, it's the best start since uh, 98, 99. Well, they said it was the fourth best start in franchise history. Yeah. That's oh. why you have DJ, man. You just throw out there. I wonder if it's the best start. Boom. He's on the computer. Well, I you went back and went it. through the glory years, and this, is the, this was better than the glory years. So I don't know who said it was the fourth best. That's what Maybe sometime before that. But it's the fourth best record through 40 games played. Yeah. yeah. I went back through uh, 97. So maybe they had some years oh, before that. 97? You just arbitrarily stopped at 97? Well, the two finals years. <laughs> That's where I drew the line. Okay. Jeez, you're halfway there. Why not go all the way? You think they get number 11 tonight? Yeah. Pelicans. Brandon Ingram. Is he an all-star? Is he not? Is he playing? I mean, they, they, him and Drew Holiday have been in and out of the lineup. What's the deal? Anybody know? So. We'll check on that. Well, we're going to ask the great Sam Amick. Yeah, we can. So what do you think, uh, as you've watched the Jazz surge through this time period, PK, what are you seeing that uh, is working for them uh, that stands out as uh, most important? Well, as I've been saying on my morning show, Rudy Gobert is not only an all-star, that's an absolute given. He's an MVP candidate. He is uh, what I call the great rim protector. He prevents scoring. So, the great obstacle, the great scorer preventer, and if you're prevented from scoring, in my mind, you're the great prophylactic, because you cannot get anything past that guy. He's just incredible. It's so much fun to watch, and I'm an offensive guy. I'm offensive in my life <laughs> and my sports fandom. I like offense more than defense, but watching other guys dribble that ball, and they just see, oh, there's Rudy, the big obstacle. This thing going to work, and they just dribble out. And then occasionally a fool will challenge him. Not happening. Throws up some wild shot. It's just, a, it's just amazing to see. He's just brilliant on that end. And with Joe doing his thing now, that has increased Rudy's offensive, offensive. production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now what are you going to do? Joe comes down that side, and we're seeing now Joe – when he comes down that side, left side, it is it's like a little bit of a parting of the Red Sea because now he's getting all the way to the bucket too. If you take away the lob dunk, well then Joe's like, okay, I'll do a little ball fake, and you're going to give me a little left-handed layup. I'm left-handed anyway. Who was he? He spun around on that one play. Remember that? I was totally lost because Joe gave him a little ball fake. Yeah, I mean he's just amazing. Mitchell has elevated his game clearly. And you go back, and there was early comparisons to Dwayne Wade when he came in the league. 
And you go look at Dwayne Wade's numbers from first to second to third, and the Dwayne Wade that we knew, the Hall of Fame Dwayne Wade, mm-hmm. the third year is when it really became obvious, okay, this guy is really good and he's a special ball player. And if you look at his numbers, his first years weren't too bad, but the third year is when Dwayne Wade really put it into gear, and then he was Dwayne Wade for a number of years, obviously, and now he's retired and he's going to going to the Hall of Fame, So you obviously. see a similar path happening. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's his third year, so it makes sense. Let me comment on a couple things you said. Rudy Gobert, you're right. Uh, how many – he may – I, I wrote this recently, and I, I really believe it. He may be uh, one of the top five dominant players in the entire league. Because well, when you factor in everything, you do. have to factor in everything, yeah. And, and you know, we show highlights and all, and it's all about offense and scoring and dunks and whatnot. But, yeah, in terms of helping a team win, we'll just look at his record. I mean, look at the Jazz record. And then you mentioned Mitchell. Mitchell is doing – he's the closer now, PK. I mean, he can – I don't care whether he's shooting the ball well or not. When it gets to the fourth quarter, he's the guy that well, Jazz turned Wade. to. Yeah, he's so smooth. His business, and there you you had to allow him have some uh, developmental process, and he did. But you know, there was a time or two maybe he would get in the lane, not sure what to do, and do something wild. And you know, his athletic ability is so incredible. Well, now it's you combine the athletic ability, which is still incredible, with the knowledge of how to succeed. He's an all-star too. It's a guarantee. These two men will be in Chicago here in in about a month. It's it's an absolute lock. You sure about that? I'll bet one of your forty-two cars. I think I think they deserve to be there. Oh, they uh, will be there. They will be there. There's uh-huh. just no doubt. Well, with the Jazz winning, and that that's the key, I think, for them to be. Uh, well, they are. The that, that's already teams. been solved. You, you want to put anything on it? I'll tell you how confident uh, I am. I'm, I'm. I'm. Look, this is a bad time to ask me to bet about anything, right, Austin? Uh-huh. Yeah. I Come on, what do you want? I don't, I don't want another incriminating audio. That's Parking sure. stall lines are merely suggestions. <laughs> so are uh, the Lisa's command- pet name for me is <laughs> Bowler. The, co- the commandments, I guess, are merely suggestions, too. I, uh, I lost a bet to Austin, so I, I'm a little sheepish about um, that kind of thing. You, you mentioned Joe, and nobody in the media knows Joe better than you do. His shooting has and his playmaking has been this is the best he's ever played. Absolutely, and I asked him about it, and I'm sick of his, oh, oh, oh shucks, I just want to help. <laughs> Shut up, Joe. <laughs> you are, you're not a superstar, but in terms of your value to winning, you're right below that. Because he's a key on the yeah. entire team. Yes. His playmaking, and, and this is what I said. You tell me if I'm up in the night on this, PK. I think that Joe plays much better with good players than he does with the second unit because – and you say, well, okay, that that's not much of a statement, but it is because some guys with the second unit, they can hog the ball and score and make their numbers look really good. That's, that's not, not who Joe. he is. No, not at all. It's not even close to who he is. So he needs to be where he is. And it took the Conley injury to figure it out. And, hey, he's, this coaching staff is good, but it's not perfect. And I think they've discovered it too. Joe needs to be where he is. So when Conley comes back – there's two options. You start Conley and put O'Neal off the bench, or you keep the starting lineup as is and you take Conley off the bench. And that's up to Quinn and his guys to decide what they want to do there. But Joe's got to stay exactly where he is. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. That, that uh, accurate perimeter shooting has been really important. Even even against the Nets, 
there were times when the Nets were surging a little bit, and then Joe comes down and pops, hits a three-pointer. It's record-breaking. I mean, they have what, they got five guys who shoot 40% or better from three? And Joe is obviously one of them. Bogdanovich has been really important. I mean, if there's another closer besides Donovan, it's probably Bogdanovich. Uh, they have turned to him at times when, when Donovan didn't have it. Yeah, I, but I think he, he needs also to play off his guys, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but yeah, B- Bogey, what a, what a great addition. It's exactly what they ordered, what they needed. Yeah, I mean, they didn't need these empty possessions that they were having so much. And everybody loves Derek Favors. He's a nice young man, but the way the game has evolved, he's a backup center or starting center, and you already got one. You needed the skills that Bogey provides, and I love his competitiveness. I love the way he just wants to compete all the time. I didn't know that. You know, you just barely see those guys occasionally when they're in the East and they're not, you know, Philly or Boston or what have you, and so or the Greek Freak. So you don't really know. You can look at some numbers, but then when you watch these guys day every single game literally then you can really develop some uh, a feel for how they are and and Bogdanovich has been a lot better he still needs help on his passing he's yes. trying yeah. but you know, I guess maybe he didn't have to do that I don't know I don't know much about him beyond stats until he got here the two favored shots in the league now are three-point shots and the shots around the basket and with the Jazz as you pointed out Rudy Gobert kind of washes one of those options out and the Jazz have been very proficient at both because Rudy has benefited from Joe feeding them the ball and then we talked about the three-point shooting so the, it's it's really kind of impressive let me ask you this in your opinion how legitimate is all this well I think it's extremely legitimate and I can cite you three reasons for okay. its legitimacy and they all happened last night number one Orlando beats the Lakers in Los Angeles number two Portland beats Houston in Houston. Number three, Detroit beats the Boston Celtics in Boston. And Portland has had its moments, but the other two kind of coming and going a little bit here, especially Detroit. Uh, Orlando, I think, is 20 and 21, so they're not too bad. Uh, And I think that's what we have in the league right now. We have teams that are not too bad. And then you have pretty good teams and you have really good teams. So those teams at the bottom who aren't too bad, they've got players. And the Jazz have managed to beat all these teams. Plus, we compared it to what the Utes did this season. You know, they beat up on a bunch of teams that they were better than. And then we know what happened at the end. Uh, But the Jazz have the Clipper win when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were both playing on a Saturday night in Los Angeles. And Saturday night games, weekend games... The players understand that. You get a bigger buzz in the crowd because everybody's in a better mood than having to rush from work and all that stuff. So they tend to be bigger games. And the Jazz got that. They got one. At least they got they got one victory over a, a, a ranked team, so to speak, from the, in the college football parlance. So they got that, yeah. And now they've got 13 games left until the break, and eight of those games are against teams above 500. And uh, three of them, they're playing three time, uh, twice. You got Houston, Dallas, and Denver. And obviously, you're competing with those teams for playoff standings. So let's see what they can do. You know, they've got to go in those games that are above with teams up against 500. They've got to go at least at least minimally four and four. Hmm. If they can go six and two, 
because there's a San Antonio-Denver back-to-back, and that's going to be tough, uh, both on the road, obviously. And if they can find a way to go 6-2, and two, then that just totally legitimizes. But you see, you don't really have to worry about this at the pro level. That game, how good are you as far as your record, that's a college game. That's not a pro game because it'll flush out. You, we will find out. We, sometimes you never really find out who's good and who isn't in college. You're not sure who did they play. Well, in the pros, you're going to play them. You may have, you have an easy schedule, but you're taking advantage of this easy schedule. And then in, turn, and in short order, it'll turn more difficult right before this time next month. When they go to the All-Star break, we'll really have a good idea of exactly how good they are. And then as you pointed out, uh, these teams that are seen as premier teams in the league, they're losing to lesser teams on the road. So even when you're playing the quote-unquote easier teams, you're still being tested by professional athletes who have the ability to rise up and beat Every team has players. They just don't have enough of them. Or they're young right now, and they need to mature. Atlanta, for instance, a Trey Young. You know, he's he's developing. Uh, Memphis. John Moran is developing pretty good right now, but stands to reason in a couple years he's going to be a lot better. So their time to win is not now. That's for the Jazz, which is why they made that trade and cut green. The time to win is today. It's not next year. It's right now. All right, coming up, we'll have Sam Amick at 4 o'clock from The Athletic, talk uh, NBA basketball. we got Kalani Sataki, who you had on your show earlier today, uh, PK. We'll play some of that sound and get a reaction from that. And also, we'll have stop number two on our split story of the day. Coming up, more news about cheating in baseball. Stay with us. Slow Mo Joe. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. For years, Joe was the math teacher. That's what people would go as the default thing to try to make fun of you as far as your production and the way you look. And then Dwayne Casey came out and said, oh, yeah, people say he's a bartender, but no, he's playing like an all-star. What's your favorite other occupation that you've been compared to? I don't mind the bartender, actually, because I think I'd actually be a really good bartender. My customers would enjoy I definitely wouldn't pour the right amount. I'd just freestyle and pour whatever they wanted. So I'd probably get in trouble. I used to think, like, delivery driver thing was funny because I could actually picture myself driving like you door open and just throw some boxes at people's front doors. <laughs> It'd be kind of fun, but I'm never going to do any of them. So bad luck to everyone. Oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. So put your hands together and please welcome this is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Nope. No! Chase that tad and Couple of kids in a Chevrolet. Welcome back. It is the big show. PK sitting in for Jake Scott today. I'm Gordon Monson. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. And PK, you picked band of the day. Explain what you're doing. What I was doing then, chasing you. A shot of whiskey burning, going down. Morgan Whalen. 
My guy. Never heard of him. Oh, well, I hope you're going because he's coming to the depot and I bought tickets. Oh, okay. I guess I'm going. Anywhere out of this nowhere town. Chasing that freedom, chasing that feeling. It's a great song. I can tell you really like it. Don't you? Well, that's the first time I ever heard it. Well, just listen to it. Where's he from? Uh, yeah, he's Nashville. Nashville, somewhere down there. <laughs> he's a budding superstar. This band, is a cool tune. Band of the day. Who's it brought to us? Uh, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy tic- concert tickets and get the latest four, latest tour news, I should say. Latest tour news and artist insight from LiveNation.com. She's just want to kick back and sing the song. The girl I used to know, used to know, used to know. Yeah, he's broken up with his chick. He's with somebody else, but he's still thinking of her. Come on, you've had that happen, haven't you? That's a good line. Yeah. I haven't given up. I'm just on your radio. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he, creepy. No, he knows that he's his tunes are being played, but he still has the hots for Roberta, even though he's now with uh, LaShonda. And uh, so it's still in his mind. Come on, Gordon. You had that when you were transitioning from A to B, didn't you? <laughs> I still had uh, an old flame in my mind. Yeah. Oh, well, and certainly I'm sure there's a slew of chicks who are just wanting you, but you said, now nah, I got to move on. You know, PK, this is, uh, yeah. I think you Teach need, me, baby. I think you need to write a country song about your life and submit it to, uh, I don't it, know. It'd end up being a rap song, though, because there'd be too much profanity. <laughs> <laughs> There's profanity in country music. Uh, not like there is in rap. <laughs> <laughs> you got me Hip-hop. there. Hip <laughs> hop. You got me there. Uh, PK, I want to get uh, this uh, this cheating scandal in Major League Baseball with the Astros. That th- this thing just is getting bigger and yep. bigger now. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, first Lunau and Hinch are fired from the Astros. Alex Cora fired by the Red Sox. Carlos Beltran fired or stepped down, whatever, however you want to fired from the essentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now uh, more news uh, involving some of the Astros players. Uh, having, oh, for sure, yeah. And now they got. I mean, they had the video, but now it's resurfacing. And Al- Jose Altuve, who hits the home run off of Chapman, the big. Uh, Cuban dude who throws over 100. He slipped a little bit, but nevertheless, he's a big dude. Altuve's a little dude. And he hits the game-winning home run. I think the Yankees' uh, DJ LeMayu may have tied it in the ninth, if I remember correctly. And then uh, uh, Springer or Carlos Correa walks, and then Altuve comes up, and he just jacks one off of uh, Chapman. Well, as he's rounding third, and you can see this. This video is out there. As he's rounding third, coming into home, he's grabbing his jersey holding it and with a closed fist telling the team because there is a walk-off so they're all gathered around they form like a three-quarter circle around the plate right Uh we've all seen that and he's telling them don't rip the shirt you can hear you can (laughs) be saying it don't rip the shirt don't rip the shirt and then it, some people speculate that he mouths, I've got a piece, because he's got a buzzer on mm-hmm. that's telling him they're buzzing him fastball or however they decide to do it. And then they celebrate because they're going to the World Series, right? So it's a walk-off. It's a kid's dream. And what does he do that Rosenthal comes down on the field to interview him? Well, after they have a little celebration, he Altuve runs into the dugout. And then comes back with just his undershirt on. So it's obvious the conclusion is he took the jersey off and took off the piece. This is right out of the Sopranos. He's mic'd. 
And you, know, you just told me you were ready. Listen to this. Two one pitch. Take me through the at bat. Well, I knew it was coming, Ken. First of all, I want to thank God and all the fans for a beautiful game, for a beautiful uh, playoff. You know, we really deserve to be in the World Series because my team has been working really hard to get to this point. You're cheating. And in the bat, I want to just get a good pitch to hit. I mean, Chagman is, for me, one of the best closer I ever faced. And he throws 100, so I wanted to be on time for the fastball. But looking for something I can handle, and it just happened. Yeah, and it then just he, happened. And then Rosenthal <laughs> asked him about you didn't want your jersey ripped, and he says, "Oh yeah, I'm shy." Why was that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm too shy. Last time they did that, I got in trouble with my wife. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew the pitch was coming, and I had the buzzer on. <laughs> so he's thanked. And I'm cheating like hell. <laughs> <laughs> he thanked God. <laughs> and then he said it was a beautiful game, uh, and he was a cheating SLB. He was wired. He's essentially wired. You ever watch The Sopranos? <laughs> you know what happened to Big You-Know-What? They shot him dead and threw him in the... Uh, the little channel. With the oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Absolutely, Paulie Walnuts and Tony, and uh, Tony's right hand guy, who's the uh, he's in the band with Springsteen, but played played that uh, can't remember his name that he played. Uh, the sax player? No, no, uh, no, 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 he's no, no, he's dead. Clarence uh. Clemens. No, the uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Van Sant. Uh, okay, yeah. Richie. No, no, no. That what? What's Reggie. What is it? it yeah. He's an Italian guy too, but his mom remarried, and so he took on that name when he was a young kid. He's from Jersey, uh, but uh, yeah. And so the three of them found out that uh, their buddy was uh, wired, and uh, they took him out on a boat and uh, just blasted him away. Man, uh, I think Altuve and these guys, Stephen Van Sant, yeah, these guys need to be banished. Banished for a year. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I, I think for a lifetime. I wouldn't go. This is a World far. Series. Well, w- two of them. They, they shouldn't have had. So this is far yeah. beyond just banging on a trash can. Oh yeah. Not that that's oh, yeah, legitimate yeah, yeah. in yeah, any way. You got yeah, and you could see him. He's saying, "Don't rip my jersey." It's this. You're caught on tape. You're red-handed. Wow. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the trash can was a regular season game against the White Sox, who were doing nothing. They were cheating with the trash can then. Yeah. In the in the ALCS, they got even smarter. He's wired. The only guy to have more evidence and get off is OJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the batting glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. Well, yeah, if the fastball is grooved, you must jack. <laughs> so okay, let's. Talk he just a, wanted to find something. He took he, a hack. He, he could take a handle. Of let's, <laughs> talk, let's talk about this because I already mentioned the guys, the uh, you know, the GM and the managers who uh-huh. were involved in it, who have now been fired or stepped away. Uh, none of the players have been punished at all. What do you? I mean, you said Austin a, a year banished for a year. PK, he said that, forever. I said okay, a year. you said a year. Is that what you think? Uh, do, what do you think will happen? Well, and, you know, you got the players association, so they're going to go through all that red tape, and and uh, so I mean, they're they're represented well, obviously. But I think they've got to go and say, hey, listen, guys, man, you're ruining the credibility of our game. You you're destroying it. This is this is akin to gambling. This is worse than steroids. Uh, and and what what about your rep? 
this cheating stuff. This oh, Jose Altuve, you did tremendous work with J.J. Watt when they had what was it? Uh, hur- the hurricane, what, yeah. yeah, whatever it was called. I don't uh-huh. remember. And because he's in the Houston a couple years back, and you know he comes off as a great dude, and he's short, so you can uh, relate to him. He's not Aaron Judge, you know, and, and some of these guys are just blessed physically. He got there through work. He's a talented ball player, no doubt. But it just if if Bonds and Clemens and McGuire and Sosha Sosa, if these guys are tarnished and Palmero, if they're tarnished, so are you. So you think one year? Hmm. And what do you think? Uh, how complicated will it get with the players? Well, yeah, I don't know about that, but it seems to stand to reason that there's going to be all sorts of uh, adjudication involved in this stuff. But his reputation now is totally ruined. Because he did it, and, and he did it on a stage against the Yankees. Yeah. You know, it's not the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> it's the Yankees. Yeah, it's, you know, the real, one of the tragedies in this whole thing is that he's really good. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and the Strohs were very, very good. Yeah. They didn't need to do this. Or maybe they did. I don't know what effect it had ultimately. Nobody really is going to know that. But they they didn't need to do it, and they did it anyway. Kind of yeah. reminds me of when when Nixon was— uh, Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. well, he was, he, he, he was going to win that next election, and yet he's out uh, you know, covering up for other things. And it, it's a paranoia that comes over these these. Oh, well, it's like the Democrats now with Trump. Let's just call it like it is. They're afraid he's going to win, so they've got these trumped-up charges. Come on, Gordon, call it like it is. Did you see these comments from Jessica Mendoza? Yeah, I did. I didn't know who she was, but she's... No, she was. Uh, she, she, she was in Stanford, a great she, pitcher, yeah, man. ESPN, she does the Sunday night games. Uh, yeah, a, a Mets employee also, I think she replaced. She is an advisor to Mets. She yeah. replaced uh, Schilling, if I remember correctly. She, yeah. was, she was ripping uh, Mike Fires for going public with the illegal, uh, you know, the uh, sign-stealing. And saying that he should have kept his big mouth shut, and then she, she walked came it out. back a little. She bit. came out she later took and said, "Wait, wait, wait a minute! Wait, yeah. I didn't really mean she it made, that way." She made a clarifying statement. But see, after that, the Mets texted her but, and said, "What are you doing?" But, but see, that's the kind of attitude that needs to be eradicated out of Major League Baseball. Uh, oh, I think out know? of the, out of sports in general. Yeah. I mean, it's just not particular to. But you're gonna. But, you can't. A, a player can't speak out. I think Fires is really one of the heroes in this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. If, if Canseco is, then he is. But, but and by the way, it okay. was minutes after she walked it back. Minutes that Beltran suddenly was yeah, no more. And, but no. at the same time, your big hero waited till he was with another team. If right is right and wrong is wrong, and uh, you need to call out wrong when you see it. And Canseco yeah. so, waited years until yeah, after he's so, retired. I mean, I'm not willing to uh, recognize he's not Rosa Parks here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you got me there. But uh, certainly he should be, he should not be uh, sort of talked down. I agree with that. I don't have any problem with that. But they got, I think it's just a, it's a culture that permeates sports and a mindset, particularly in baseball, because baseball cheating within certain frameworks has been accepted forever. If you steal signs. Right, with a naked eye. Yeah, or. Uh, you know, you try, you do a shoestring catch before they used to have replay and you actually, you know, real, really short hop it. Mm-hmm. Or you do a sweeping tag, act like you got him, or you act like you've been hit by the pitch. And so that's okay. 
what level of cheating is okay and what level of cheating isn't? And in basketball, guys down low and you grab their jersey a little bit, you know, and and we see it all the time in football. They're they're cheating against the rules, but eh, it's sort of gamesmanship. So gamesmanship is okay. Now certainly this thing that the Astros did is way over the top, mm-hmm. but I think there's a attitude of if you can get away with it, it's if you can drive seventy in a 50 and nobody stops you, you drive 70 in a 50. See, now you're hitting a little too close to home. Well, uh, particularly on an open road when there's nobody around. So we all do it. So what, what form of cheating is acceptable? Because there are plenty of forms of cheating that are acceptable. It, it almost seems as though in our society, across yeah. all professions. They forget to charge you something and you notice it at home. And they left because they, the Smiths is packed, and they're rushing through all sorts of stuff. And they've got four items. They didn't charge you. What do you do? Yeah. Take it back? I know people who would. I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up so, in Jersey. <laughs> I get smacked in the head. Take what you can, give nothing back. That's your problem, not mine. So, last question on this, PK, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to some business. But uh, how widespread? How widespread do you think this kind of to this level shenanigans? Yeah, is going I, I, to on? this level is extreme. But hey, they'll shut it down. And they, like a lot of things that are bad, good comes from it. A deterrent, by an example set. Well, yeah. Then now they'll they'll remove electronics. I wonder you know, if they'll, and all that stuff. I wonder so if they'll we take, won't have that. I wonder if uh, you know televised games if they'll do something to blur the signal or something. Uh, you know, they might be able to do something. Who was who was the pitcher? Who was the pitcher who was uh, who was suspecting that something was going on? So they changed up the signals because yeah, they was Farquhar of the yeah, White Sox. Yeah, I mean, that's anyway. Good can come from bad. You take like Madonna, right? She got pregnant and she told her father, "I'm keeping my baby." Right? Good can come from that. And so she probably raised a really good child. You know what I mean? You got a tough situation and good things can come from it. And this is a tough situation, but I suspect good things will come from it. And it'll be cleaned up. Steroids was cleaned up, wasn't it? To a large degree. Now, not eliminated. Mm. I didn't say eliminated, but wasn't it cleaned up? Well, at least that's the way it seems. Yeah, until they doctored the ball this year and then all the home runs went back up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but at least that was the way it was for everybody. Precisely. Yeah. See, that's the thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna yeah. have certain advantages, then make it level across all teams, all players. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the equity factor that comes into it. Sure. What do you got over there, PK? I'll tell you about Ken Garf. Do you know you can get a new Jeep or Ram for less at Ken Garf West Valley Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram? Ken Garf. All right, coming up, we'll have Sam Amick at 4 p.m. Kalani Sataki Sound off DJ and PK's show this morning at 4.30. Stay with us. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. I believe that Kalani had the personnel to have a better season. They should have won nine. They shouldn't have lost to Toledo. They shouldn't have lost to USF. Let's say you have a bad game against a fairly good San Diego State team. Okay, fine. You're nine and three. Which I told you that was my expectation. In terms of personnel, in my opinion, very few teams have that kind of depth at starting quarterback where you could go to third string and legitimately, with quality play, go beat 
a team like that. Or your second string quarterback's getting you off to a good start, your third string quarterback comes in, and then you just annihilate a team like Utah State. If I was a BYU fan, I would be as furious about this past season as any. I thought it was major missed opportunity. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Pour me, pour me another drink, cause I don't want to feel a thing no more, hell no, I just want to sip it till the pain wears off, pour me, pour me all right, welcome back in. I want to tell you about joining the big show tomorrow from 3 to 6 at the Warehouse, 86 East University Parkway in Orem, Utah. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. DJ will be sitting in tomorrow down there in Orm. So if you want to see two of the studlier guys that we have on our staff in person, Come out to the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway in Orm. But not the studliest of all, which would be you, Pika. I think it would be Austin. Austin, are you the studliest guy on staff? Mr. <laughs> Come on. Mr. Clean? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Jazz going up against the, the Pelicans uh, tonight in Darlins. And J.J. Uh, Breidick is questionable. He's got a hamstring issue. He's been o- out, yes. Okafor is probable with a back. Uh, Drew Holiday out with an elbow issue, and that's mm-hmm. that's big. That kid can play. And, he was uh, out last time when they played him a couple weeks ago, yeah, 10 days that's ago. that's right. Brandon Ingram is probable with his knee. Zion out. And Derek Favors, probable he has a hamstring issue. So... PK, yeah. last night uh, I had the pleasure of, uh, of meeting you and your beautiful bride, Jackie, uh, along with my wife, Lisa, at a restaurant. Do you want to relay to our listeners what happened? It was a rather unusual situation. Yeah, we were crammed in there pretty good, and uh, there's this guy and this gal next to us, and we could hear their conversations, and it looked like they had just gotten up the slopes because it's at the mouth of one of those canyons. I don't know which one. Uh, and then another lady joined him, and then the first lady, somewhere along the line, just got really furious and started screaming F-bombs and was slapping the guy to the point where she got up and left. After they finished eating, it was a good at least 45 minutes, and I watched them, and she's smacking him on the arm as she's leaving, and the guy came and apologized three times and offered us beverages <laughs> he did. yeah he was embarrassed well yeah and he said are you uh do you guys like rum and bourbon's my drink of choice so <laughs> i said no i don't think i've ever had bourbon in my life it I just sounded good I, was, <laughs> I wasn't quite sure how to react in that situation you know you don't want to butt in and say hey is there a problem here i was uh, waiting for you I mean, uh, you're the godfather, not me. Yeah, but I was sitting over. I'm Fredo. I, I, could, <laughs> I couldn't see their faces. I could just hear what was going I, on. You couldn't miss it. And you were staring right at him, and I wondered. Uh, yeah, oh, he looked at me a few times and, like, shrugged. Like, I mean, she was screaming F-bombs, and we couldn't have been more than three feet away. Yeah, it was not pleasant. I've not encountered that at, at a, an eating establishment. I'm trying to think if I ever have. Uh, you always see it like on TV shows where they get in some argument 
and they pour uh, a beverage on somebody. But that the, I've never seen that in real life. <laughs> you see that? It was awkward. Yeah, oh yeah, and she just she had a dirty mouth. Oh yeah, she was dropping f bombs all over. Reminded me of my mother. <laughs> All right, now that you bring your mom up, you got to tell the story about at the BYU uh, pre the pregame thing. Tell that oh, story. I've told that a hundred times. Let I me tell it again. I love it. Notre Dame. We're in, and then BYU's playing at Notre Dame, and I took my mother and my father. My father an Irish Catholic, my mother an Italian Catholic, and so I took them. I paid for them to come, and we're at the hotel, and we get up game morning, and I cannot find my mother, and I figured well she went out for a smoke. <laughs> and I mean, we're lo- my father and I were looking everywhere. Well, you know, the proverbial last place you look. Well, because they had a little area, a uh, a private area, in which the Cougar Club was receiving a pregame pep talk and giving. I think Tom Homo, the multiple Super Bowl winner. Uh, I don't think he was AD at the time, uh, but he was uh, assistant AD. Yeah, and so he's like diagramming plays and stuff on the overhead projector. And it's for the Cougar Club. Well, gee, I play a pretty good penny, as I understand, to be in a Cougar Club, right? Well, he's doing all this stuff, and you get the free food and whatnot. And I see my mother dead center right there. Best seat in the little Cougar Club area in the hotel. And she's waving for me to come over because she saved me a seat because this is free food. Man, these Mormons are sure nice people. <laughs> was she smoking or drinking she, coffee? She had the coffee, yes. But fortunately, she was not smoking because it was obviously inside. And she's waving for me to come because she saved me a seat. And I'm waving for her to get out of there. <laughs> so we're having a wave off. And finally, I start pointing and making faces. <laughs> she knew that was, that was the and line. So, yeah, yeah. She, ooh, something's up. And then she... Uh, when I she got to go up and then you know stuck about six cinnamon rolls in napkins and put them in her purse <laughs> and then met me. I said, "What are you doing?" Well, there was just people walking in and I walked in and everyone was so nice to me. <laughs> I love that story. It's classic. I know. All right, coming up next, we'll have Sam Amick of the Athletic talk some jazz basketball with him. He always has interesting insights on what's going on with the club and especially now that they're on this. This hot streak, uh, we'll ask him about what's going on and talk about other NBA issues coming up next right here on The Big Show. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. There were four suspected drug dealers officials were on to. They actually tapped the phones. And the way they got enough evidence that they could go in and arrest these guys is these guys went to go collect their cocaine. And it was gone. And what they found was feral hogs had snorted up $22,000 worth of their cocaine. <laughs> When those pigs came up on that, uh, on those bars of cocaine, it was go time. You know you're going to lose me for a segment when you do that. <laughs> you want to hear what a uh, pig man sounds like on coke? <laughs> those poor pigs. You're right. They're probably dead. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.